views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. It is so great. So great to be connecting with all of you today. And we've got a powerful, powerful lineup. Uh, First of all, I want to just say hello to Mr. B. Hi, Mr. B. How are you doing today? Hey, what up? Doing very well. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, getting a little change in the weather here, a little briskness, a little cloudiness and why is that because we live in the pacific northwest right that's okay but sometimes we need it exactly we actually do need it uh we want to thank all of you for joining us here today you know it is really interesting i have been doing a little writing benny and um you know and as i sit down and i kind of reflect on things i am uh, i'm really struck by how interesting my, you know, my life has been over the past 10, 11 years. Uh, not that my life before that wasn't interesting as well, uh, but this, was a, this is a new kind of interesting. It's interesting where um, I had a, an opportunity to either have faith uh, in, uh, you know, source energy, higher power, God, whatever you call it, uh, or not. And, you know, I'm really struck by that today. And in, in, as many of you uh, uh, are as well, there are moments in our lives, and I don't know if you're like me, I've had a lot of them, where you think, okay, how could this thing that's happening to me, how can this illness, how can, how can this job loss, how, how, how can this devastation, how could this loss, how could this be a good thing? And, you know, when I sat back and I was reflecting and taking a look at the many things in my life, which have been tipping points, you know, points in time where, you know, you're walking along the road and all of a sudden you step to the left. You don't know why you step to the left, but because you step to the left, the vehicle that ran up on the sidewalk to the right of you misses you. And what I come to know about this, and I've had a lot of situations like that, Benny, you know, a lot of situations like that where you just somehow know that whatever it is that you're doing or, or you're being in a, in a moment of time where you're so completely immersed with the state of peace and knowing that you operate as if 
it was as easy as breathing in life. And, you know, I'm really struck today by uh, my, my guest joining me here, Brent Hunter, who is the author of The Rainbow Bridge, Bridge to Inner Peace and to World Peace. And I love what the Dalai Lama says about the book. Well, it's not just the Dalai Lama, but, you know, this fourth edition, there are many people that have commented about, a book, about the book, and you're going to find out why in a minute. You know, here, here, here's, what, here, here's, what, uh, here's what Dalai Lama says. Readers who are interested in love, kindness, inner peace, and a better world may find much in this book to inspire them. Now, <clears throat> one of the things that I found in the book and I'll tell you a little bit about it, is there's something about what Brent is bringing to the forefront that for me goes deeper than, than an inspiration. And what I mean by that is that there have been many times in my life where I've been inspired and absolutely stuck. It's as if I'm Humpty Dumpty sitting on the wall, falling down, breaking into a bunch of pieces, and guess what? Not me or the greatest amount of super glue can put me back together, or so I thought. So today, I get to have a conversation with him about his journey, about this book, uh, and about what it is that has called him to shine in life. He's an author, IT professional, certified knowledge manager, and project manager. He and I could really probably talk business here on the show today and have a whole conversation about that. Social media pioneer and former psychotherapist. When you put that all together, you ask yourself, of course, how could he not come to the forefront and talk about a book, The Rainbow Bridge, that illuminates? But there's more to that. You know, when we think about what we decide to write about in our lives, whether it is writing about, you know, the Rainbow Bridge or not, or sharing a story that has to do with our lives and in a way that people absolutely want to hear, which is an authentic, you know, in an authentic representation. It is about helping all of us understand that we can carve out a place in this world that represents inner peace and world peace at the same time. Brent, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much, Dr. Pat. It's great to be here. You know, I, I, when I was reading, uh, you know, a little bit about you uh, and a little bit about your journey, I, I've got to ask you a question that I've asked almost just about everyone in an 11-year period doing this, right? Uh, and, and as an IT professional, you will chuckle a little bit about this. You know, when I said yes and bought my, bought my first hour of airtime in 2003, it was on an internet-only station. And, and I do, did it intuitively. I dialed a wrong phone number. I didn't hang up. And within 10 minutes, I pulled out a credit card. Now, 2003, as an IT professional, if you were advising me, I'm not sure what you would say, but there wasn't anybody really listening to the radio at that point. And so I want to ask you this question. Along the way in your life, what are some of the moments where you've been so intuitively guided, had had to cut against the grain, maybe looked at some of your friends and, and loved ones in your life who thought you were crazy and said yes anyway to your life? Do you have any of those? Mm, yes, I do, actually. Uh, quite a few. Um, perhaps the first one I can just 
as I'm pondering your question, the first one that immediately jumps to my mind was when I was um, just a child. Uh, I, I started a business. I think it was about maybe 11 or 12 years old. I started a business selling mung bean sprouts. And everybody just thought, that's just the craziest stuff. Whoever even heard of a mung bean sprout, let alone you know wanting to have it on your salad? And I was quite a bit ahead of my time and ended up uh, not selling them to restaurants, as I had hoped, but I sold them to uh, health food stores. And everyone around me were, you know, initially they, they thought it was a really bad idea, and, but it, it succeeded anyway. Uh, I also started another business, this time when I was in college, and um, had to do with making circuit boards um, for Apple computers and Commodore computers. I won't go into all the details about that, but it was the same type of thing. Everybody said, that's crazy. Whoever, who would ever want to have some kind of card to plug into your machine to control things using your computer? And that turned out to be a, a successful business venture as well. And then, then the, uh, the online community that I started in 1994 was the same type of thing. People said, how could you possibly focus on the world community. You have to have a niche. Uh, the world community is not a niche. And I kept saying, it is a niche. That is my niche. It's, it's deliberately, intentionally global for everyone in the world. And uh, people thought that was ridiculous as well. So, yes, yeah, so I, I definitely um, have had a number of those uh, things that have happened along the way. And, yeah, I think it just has to do with trusting yourself and trusting your own intuition um, and uh, being, being led by that. You know, I wanted to ask you about the Rainbow Bridge and, uh, you, you know, uh, ask you uh, a little bit about the symbolism of the Rainbow Bridge. You know, uh, clearly, for those of you out there, if you've got a copy of the book, The Rainbow Bridge, Bridge to Inner Peace and World Peace, you're going to see this beautiful, beautiful graphic. Uh, and, um, you know, what what you're going to be able to see is, you know, a picture of a bridge. And, you know, I'm wondering, is that the Golden Gate Bridge? <laughs> it, it is actually... <laughs> It is actually the Golden Gate Bridge um, that's uh, deliberately, of course, painted in multiple different colors. Yep. Yeah. Um, and what's yeah. The, and for me, I, I love the symbolism. You know, I think we have brought rainbow or the term rainbow or the idea of rainbow to a whole level of consciousness. What does what did it mean for you in coming up with this title, with this idea of a rainbow bridge? What's it? What was the symbolism in that? Sure. Um, and, and let me just also say that the Rainbow Bridge, you know, your previous question, the Rainbow mm -hmm. Bridge was also one of these situations where I would explain to people that the Rainbow Bridge illuminates the common ground in the world's major wisdom traditions, and they would just think, that's crazy. How could you possibly do that? So mm. the Rainbow Bridge is another example, um, you know, to, to, uh, to answer your previous question. Now, how uh, I came about the name and what it means is um, because the Rainbow Bridge illuminates the common ground in the world's major wisdom traditions. It's therefore it's a bridge. It's a bridge between all of the major uh, religions in the world. But it's not just a bridge between the religions. It's it's a bridge between cultures. It's a bridge between ages and genders and physical locations around the world. So it's it's like this multifaceted, uh, all-encompassing bridge. And so that's why the bridge concept is is super important um, because it bridges between different groups, but it also creates a bridge uh, to the future. And in terms of the, the, the notion of the rainbow, um, the rainbow, of course, is a, is a physical phenomenon that occurs mm -hmm. all throughout the world, no matter where you are in the world, um, there, there can be rainbows um, that are there. And out of a single rainbow uh, is a multitude of different colors. And so 
that basically that rep- represents unity and represents all in- in- in all-inclusive nature. Yeah. And yeah. so the Rainbow Bridge, therefore, is a kind of a, this, this bridge that's all-inclusive and um, uh, is made for, for everyone in the world without exception. So that's kind yeah. of um, the, the, the symbolism and, and the naming of the Rainbow Bridge. Well, I have to tell you, I love this. This is really one of the most comprehensive books that I've seen, uh, you know, in a really long time that invites us to take a look at our lives in many, many different ways and make conscious choices about how we want to show up in the world. You know, Brent, I want to take a short break. When we come back, I want to talk about how the, you know, how this book is, is more than simply something to read. It really is an invitation. You know, it's an invitation for all of us to look at our lives and ask certain questions. When we come back, you know, we'll be talking with Brent about what some of those questions are and, you know, what are some of the universal principles, you know, that are pointed out in the book that either make or break whether or not we're going to actually live the life that we truly want to live. Uh, let's take a short break here on the Dr. Pat Show. When we come back, we'll be talking with Brent Hunter, the author of The Rainbow Bridge, Bridge to Inner Peace and World Peace. We're talking about some of these universal principles, why they can work for you or not. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. She said, don't you worry if I disappear I told her I'm not really looking for another mistake I called an old friend thinking that the trouble would wait But then I jumped right in a week later returned I reckon she was only looking for a lover to burn But I gave her my time for two or three nights Grateful patients have been saying it for 25 years When in pain, see Dr. Thane Dr. Thane of Wellness One of Bellevue Has been named one of the nation's top chiropractors By the Consumers Research Council of America And for good reason He has helped his patients recover their energy and vitality after car accidents, sports injuries, herniated discs, fatigue due to stress, the list goes on. The website is bellevue.wellness1.net. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. That's bellevue.wellness1.net. Where do you desire to go in your life? Are you only looking outside yourself for the answers? What if you use your soul's wisdom to lead the way? So what is the soul and how do you access its wisdom? Soul Suitcase with Victoria Cohen will unpack these questions and help you tap into and trust your own inner voice to solve everyday problems. Our Soul Suitcase is a treasure chest of wisdom inside us waiting to be discovered. Listen to Soul Suitcase while Victoria Cohen takes everyday situations like job loss, relationship struggles, parenting challenges, work stress, and health concerns and shows you how awakening to your inner voice helps you make more conscious choices where your life flows more smoothly with greater clarity purpose, grace, and ease. As a psychotherapist and soul coach, Victoria has inspired thousands of clients over the past 31 years to listen to their inner wisdom and let it guide them on their true path. You can learn this too on Soul Suitcase with Victoria Cohen. Your soul suitcase is packed. Are you ready to start your journey? The Women and Wisdom Fall Festival is right around the corner. Join them at the North Seattle Community College Conference Center, October 11th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Free admission. Festivities include a silent auction, healers, educational booths, delicious food, and a variety of vendors. Don't miss this fun-filled event. For more information, visit womenofwisdom.org. That's womenofwisdom.org. See you there. 
called the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Basile is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh, new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit thedrpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. Welcome to Smile Big, nominee of Seattle's Top Dentist Awards. Here at Smile Big, we offer restorative, cosmetic, and preventative dentistry. Some of our regular dental services include tooth-colored fillings, crowns, bridges, implants, bleaching, cosmetic bonding, and complete smile restoration. Dr. James Rosenwald and Dr. Susan Aptoner won't be smiling until you are smiling. Call now to schedule a visit with Seattle's Top Dentists. Our number is 425-454-4040. You can even visit our website at smilebig.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Brent Hunter joining me here today at the Rainbow Bridge. Very cool to have this conversation. He and I were just talking a little bit, being both from New York City. Right, Brent? And I was saying to you, oh, my gosh, you know, not only did I not realize that I would be doing what I love doing. I can't even believe I love doing this. I do. I love it. We have the best listeners on the planet, by the way. Um, But I didn't think I would get out of the Bronx. And you were sharing you know, that you were from, you know, Brooklyn. And I was thinking to myself, this is so fascinating. Who would have thought a guy from Brooklyn, a girl from the Bronx, would be sitting here talking about the Rainbow Bridge, Bridge to Inner Peace and World Peace? And I thought, okay, why not? So let's talk about this. Because before the break, what I was saying, Brent, was, look, you've outlined some universal principles in here. And what I said, and I don't know if you agree or not, these universal principles, it, 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 you know, it, they're either going to get us to where we want to go or not. And how that happens is really dependent upon us. So I want to talk a little bit about them. And, you know, why is it in starting out this book that you decided to include these universal principles right up front? Well, the, the universal principles really uh, form the entire basis of the book because, um, the, the, they're basically the common ground that's found within all the major uh, religions. And the thing is that um, the, that because it's common ground, we can then call those universal, and that's why I say that they're universal principles. And so what it does, what, it, what these universal principles allows uh, us uh, and gives us, really, is, is a common language. We can talk about what is common without using any of the particular languages uh, or, or, or words or, or concepts uh, in, in any particular religious tradition. And the reason why that's important is because, I don't know about you, but I, I've had many conversations with people, uh, and they would say, oh, you know, um, oh, uh, you know, Jesus said this first, or Muhammad said, oh, no, Muhammad said this, and he was the first person to ever say that. And it turns out to be like this competition between, you know, different religions. And the truth of the matter is that, there, that these concepts of love and compassion and, you know, the, the for, 
forgiveness and tenacity and 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 there's 60 universal principles that I've identified. They're they're really found in all of the all of the the, uh, the major traditions as, as I've said a few times. And so this common language is very very powerful. So you know in the world that we live in today, enabled by the power of the internet, which allows us to communicate with people all over the world instantaneously uh, for for an extremely small cost. Um, you know, we, we now have the possibility of coming together in a way that the world has never seen before. And so the universal principles really, are, again, are kind of like the foundation upon which everything, everything else rests. And so, you know, the first part of the book is, is about these universal principles, and I talk about meditation, and I talk about creating this bridge uh, to inner peace, which is really this bridge within our own heart and mind, uh, and then the second part of the book is using those universal principles to create this bridge to world peace. Wow. You know, one of the things I'm really struck by, and I want to talk about it if we could, is, and and I guess you can always tell, right, Brent? You know, depending upon who whose show you're on, what might be a hot button for them on any given day, right? By the questions <laughs> we ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wanted to talk with you a little bit. Uh, about the conversation that you open up about uh, universal principle faith. I want to talk a little bit about that with you um, because, you know, part part of what we're looking at in our lives, you know, has to do with who we are, uh, what we say yes to, what we don't say yes to, and, and what we actually believe. And so I wanted to just get a sense from you about, faith in the context that you talk about it here in the book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the, uh, the, the whole um, concept of faith is um, obviously found in, in all the different traditions, and um, there's different ways of looking at it. You can, you can say belief, or you can say faith, you can, you can think trust, um, and I think if we don't, if we don't get hung up on, on the the picky nuances of what the word is, um, then we can actually kind of agree on on on, on what it is. It, it's basically trust. It's trust. It's, it's having trust that that things will work out, even if we don't know how on earth they would work out. Just knowing, in or or allowing for the possibility that things will work out. And and so this is obviously very very important um, because it, it involves some of the other principles, like for example the principle of surrender. Um, because sometimes, especially when we have no idea how, you know, like you like you were saying before, you lose your job or you know you have some huge health issue or there's some natural disaster, and in the midst of it, you might say, well, how on earth could this be a good thing? And in those moments of challenge, uh, um, it might be even unusual to even have that thought. But over time, we can we can then see how 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 that that experience or situation could, in fact, be some kind of blessing in disguise, where the where the silver lining is then revealed. So it's really the power of faith um, that allows us to pull through situations that we don't necessarily understand fully with our with our rational mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know this is really so interesting. It's our real, it's our, it's our belief in the invisible, that which we cannot see. Um, and you know, before uh, the break, I shared a little story about you know the idea of knowing and stepping to the left. There's no rational reason. You know, there's nothing that would say, "Why did you step to the left?" You you know what? How did you know to step to the left? 
Um, And, you know, there are points in time in our lives where we enter a space of knowing. Some people call it intuition. Some people call it divine connection. Um, And I wanted to talk with you a little bit about the idea of divine connection uh, and and these principles. You, You know, one of the things that I was really struck by in the book was uh, if I follow these, if I literally open up page by page and and go through and I follow um, what you're suggesting in the book, even if I follow a small percentage of it, something shifts. And I wanted to ask you about this idea of shifting energy as a result of the Rainbow Bridge. Well, uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear you say that because I, I believe that as well, um, uh-huh. and uh, that, that anything in here um, uh, can, can produce a shift in, in your own awareness, shift in, in the way you think about things or feel about things, and that, that shift can take place consciously where we're aware of it, and those shifts, um, this is very interesting, these shifts can take place even if we're not consciously aware of them. Right. We may, you know, other people may say, you know, uh, you know, for the last couple of weeks, you've been really relaxed and, you know, you haven't really been picking any fights or whatever they might say, you know, yeah. and you might, you might not even notice that at all yourself. And you might, you might say, oh, that's when I started, you know, reading this book, for example, or, or whatever it happens to be. But I do think it's, it's powerful because words are powerful, concepts and ideas are very powerful, and the words that we use um, uh, are very powerful. So I, I, I think that, uh, and of course, the, one of the whole points of the book is to help produce a positive shift in the world mm-hmm. um, individually, starting individually, uh, and then from there, moving out to the whole notion that we can literally create a better world. You know, one of the things I want to just jump to real quick before the break is, you know, in the book, you talk about let go of fear, become fearless. And then you, you quote Roosevelt, you know, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Uh, it, and you, then you go on to say this truly a profound statement. And I, I, I so want to talk with you about this for a little bit because, you know, right now we're looking at world events, trying to find inner peace. You know, some people have called these past six years that we've been through uh, devastating. Many people have lost many things. And now we are on the cusp of, some, you know, what some people will call war. Uh, and I wanted to ask you. Have we created, at least in this country, have we created generations of fearful, fearful children and uh, without a solution or, or a, way, a way to become fearless? Mm. I know. Well, I, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a very powerful um, yeah. question. I, I think the answer to that is, yes, we have. Uh, the media largely... Um, uh, and, and there's lots of reasons for this, but, um, it, you know, it, it, it really kind of focuses on what's sensational and fearful in the world. But at the same time, I, I also don't want to lose, fact that, um, lose sight of the fact that we have also created um, uh, lots of people who are inspired and lots of people who, who know that the world is going to be okay somehow, some way, that everything is going to be just fine. So, so yes, there is a lot of fear. Um, and when we turn on the TV, we see lots and lots and lots of that. Um, but I also don't, I don't want to paint a picture that, you know, that we're just living in this horrible, dark time and there's no hope. I think there's a huge amount of hope. As a matter of fact, you know, the whole concept that wherever there's the greatest amount of darkness, 
uh, or fear, there's also the greatest amount of light or, or hope and inspiration. Yeah. So I think we have both going on at the same time. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I want to talk with you, Brent, about, you know, moving forward when we come back. Uh, you know, someone said to me yesterday, I was listening to one of our hosts on Transformation Network, and they were talking about the, the situation with Ray Rice, the football player. And they were asking questions about it. And, you know, what I found really interesting is, uh, you know, without saying whether I, what I think, what I find really interesting is that if you, if you go back even 10, maybe 20 years, um, a, a conversation about a man hitting a woman probably would have been brushed under the carpet and we wouldn't be paying attention to it. So whether we agree with what happened or not, there's a consciousness conversation happening and people That's are really true. questioning what they believe. Now, I, I want to point that out because when we come back, I want to talk with you about these conscious conversations and how they're showing up in the world, what they mean and how they can provide a bridge for moving forward. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. My very special guest, Brent Hunter. If you look on the back of a Galeos dressing label, you'll see one taste and you're hooked for life. And you know what? That's the truth. I love this stuff. Try mixing the Caesar dressing with broccoli and sunflower seeds for a simple and delicious salad. Visit GaleosCafe.com and order your dressings online. That's G-A-L-E-O-S Cafe.com. If you're one of the millions of Americans suffering from anxiety, you probably know how powerless and out of control this emotion can make you feel. This is why it is so important to remember that anxiety is created by your mind, which means that you can learn to use your mind to uncreate it. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. My award-winning book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, provides you with a step-by-step -step breakthrough process to understand and resolve the root causes of your anxiety and build a solid foundation of confidence and inner peace. If you're ready to take your power back, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com that's thefearandanxietysolution.com or call 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-MIND. Hi, this is Victoria Cohen, psychotherapist and soul coach here in Seattle. I'm giving a workshop called Thank Goodness for Gratitude at East West Bookshop, September 21st from 1 to 4. Gratitude works its magic as an antidote to challenging emotions, offering us an uplifting alternative to fear, anger, resentment, envy, regret, and depression. Call to register for the event at 206-523-3726 or online at eastwestbookshop.com. There's a great hunger in this world for new lines of thought. Because everywhere you look, they say that joy can just be bought. So please come and set aside some time to relax from frenetic. Transform your life. It takes a while, but results are magnetic. We aim to grasp the best in life and track the ways we grew. The how, the why, the what, wherefore, all this we share and do. But every now and then, we hope that you will share right back. Transformation Talk Radio wants you to hop on track. 
So calling all hosts, tall and small, of every size and hue, there's nobody we'd rather have to tell your tale than you. And if you have a tale to tell of how your life is changing, we'd love to hear you on the line say how you're rearranging. So run, don't walk, to call us now. We'll set you up and show you how. Hi, this is Dr. Pat. Join our radio family. Send us an email, host at transformationtalkradio.com or call 1-800-930-2819. Host your own show. Let us help you bring your voice to the world. Hey, everybody, welcome back. I want to welcome you back. For more information about us, go to Facebook, The Dr. Pat Show, or Twitter, The Dr. Pat Show, or go to thedrpatshow.com or transformationtalkradio.com. If you want to find out more information about the Rainbow Bridge, what's the best site, Brent, to send people to? It would be therainbowbridge.org. Awesome. Awesome. you know, fabulous, fabulous book. And as I said before, you know, it doesn't matter what page you open it up to. There's going to be something that you're going to be able to read that's going to stop you for a minute and think um, and, and reveal something uh, to, to you. And, you know, before the break, I was talking about, you know, uh, what is the state of affairs right now? On the one hand, people have made the stock market prices sort of the baseline of how well we're doing. On the other hand, you know, we're looking at um, wars around the world. Um, But one of the things you do after presenting us with many, many opportunities to have a different perspective on life, you talk about new beginnings and you also talk about moving forward. Um, What have you discovered along the way that can facilitate leaving the past behind and stepping into the world of new beginnings, Brent? Mm. Well, I think the first thing is that we can consciously make that decision to leave something in the past. We, we can actually say, okay, no, no matter what happened in the past, I am going to focus not on what happened, but what I want or what we want. And use the power of our visualization, use the power of our minds to envision whatever it is that we would like to see in the world. And then consciously and deliberately go about um, thinking and feeling and, and you know, that, that reality into existence. So it's, it's really it's using the power of our mind um, in, a kind of, in, in a conscious way. New beginnings. Um... Is there a perfect time and place for them? And how do we know what we need to know to know that we have to start over? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's a very, I mean, I think that's a, kind of an ind- individual question. I think that there's al- it's always time for a new beginning, especially if we want a new beginning. Um, and, you know, when I was uh, doing psychotherapy, I, I was developing this, this concept of what at the time I was calling a pain-based theory of change. Mm. And what that was about was it, it just, I saw so many people coming in, and it was clear to me that they, they were putting up with all kinds of pain in their life, whether it was a job that they couldn't stand or a relationship they were in or 
some, something going on, and they would just sort of take it, you know, day in and day out. But then one day something would happen, and it would just be, that would be it. They would be like, nope, sorry, that's it, and I'm over. And then they would change. Yeah. And that's why I was thinking, you know, why I said there's, a, there's this threshold that beyond which you basically say, that's it. We must change, or I must change, or I must have a change, or whatever. And I think the world is uh, in that period of time right now. We're being faced with all sorts of challenges, and every day we, we have an opportunity to ask ourselves, is this enough pain? Have we seen enough pain and suffering in the world? Are we, really, are we ready for a change? Are we, we ready for a new beginning? So every day that goes by is a huge opportunity that we have in front of us. Right. Right. And, you know, it's really fascinating when we talk about that, because we can ask that question not only about the world at large, but about our own lives. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I remember I used to I used to be, um, you know, an athlete and play at a very, very high level. Right. And I can remember, you know, the the uh, the the coaches saying no pain, no gain. And I thought I used mm. to think to myself, for real? Is that really true? And I've, I've now stepped back and I'm looking at my life and I've said, you know what? I have so done the pain thing in my life. I really want a kinder, gentler way. And, you know, so for me, when I got really, really sick in 2004, I had to really let go of the model that said no pain, no gain. Because honestly, Brent, between you and me uh, on a personal level, I did not need any more pain. As a matter of fact, I, I really couldn't take any more pain. What is the threshold? You know, is there a way for us to not have to, as individuals now, not have to go through that breaking point, you know, where the, the you know, the, 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 the pain is so great that even when we, if we wanted to change, we couldn't. I mean, th- you know, I, I think about Robin Williams. I heard somebody this morning talking about Robin Williams and, you know, and how it would be hard for any of us to imagine the degree of pain that he was experiencing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really a very, very individual thing um, because we all have different thresholds for pain. Some, some people, something isn't absolutely perfect in their life and they immediately, it's not good enough and they want to change it and they do change it. And, and that's, that's fabulous. You know, I don't, I don't think we need to uh, be living lives of pain. I don't think we were meant to be li- living lives in, in pain and suffering. I think it's quite the opposite. So it, it just it requires thinking about it, first of all. I think a lot of things that we do are just automatic. We just kind of go yeah. day to day or moment to moment. We don't really think. We just, right. just keep doing what we're, we've been doing, like Groundhog Day, you know? Right. So the moment right. that we start thinking, the moment that we start thinking and pondering and contemplating, that's the beginning, uh, or can be the beginning of, of major change. Uh, Groundhog Day. I did a show yesterday with Glenna Rice, and we talked about, you know, what does it mean to be on autopilot? And mm-hmm. what are the questions that really need to be asked to get us off of that realm? Uh, I have heard more times in, you know, the 11 years I've been doing this and the 9,000 interviews I've done, I've heard more questions about life purpose. And I wanted to, to, to hear you talk a bit about the way you discuss life purpose in the book. Because, you know, when I was a kid, homeless, begging for money at the Port Authority, uh, my, my life purpose at that moment was to get enough money so that I didn't have to be on the street. 
I wanted you to talk a little bit about, you know, the conversation you have in, in the Rainbow Bridge about life purpose. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you just made a really perfect point. So the purpose of our lives um, can be different at different times in our life. So if, if, you, if you're out on the street, you don't know where your next meal is going to come from. You, don't, you know, if it's, if it's about to rain and you, and, or snow or whatever and you don't have any shelter. I mean, that's, you know, your purpose then is self-preservation. How do I survive? And um, at other points in our lives, maybe it's something completely different. Maybe we, we have everything we need. Maybe we're recognizing that, wow, my life has been so blessed. Now it's time for me to turn around and extend a helping hand to somebody behind me or to the side of me. Maybe that's what my purpose is. So, so I, I don't think that there's a single, um, a single answer. Um, what, I, what I do think, though, is that um, one of the possibilities of, of why we are here, um, at least at some points in time in our life, is to to help one another, to to mm-hmm. inspire one another, to bless one another, to to uh, lift one another up. And you know, because especially when we're going through challenges of our own, sometimes the way we can get out of those challenges and, and provide relief is actually to forget about ourselves and to do something for somebody else. You know, there's and there's lots of examples of this, and we hear about it all the time when. Uh, somebody's going through some some really difficult time in their life, and they decide, well, I'm just going to go volunteer at a soup kitchen because I, I maybe it'll help me recognize what I actually do have in my life. And then and then they go and they and they're just transformed because they forgot about their problems. They were there helping somebody else. They could see the smiles that they put on somebody else, and suddenly now their their life is better. Their day is better. They and they they know that they actually their very existence. And acts of kindness have made the world a better place, even if it's just for one person. So, so the purpose of life, I think, is there's no single answer. Um, but I, I do believe that once we start really start thinking about these kinds of questions and pondering them, um, you know, what can tend to happen is the answers are, are not necessarily all about ourselves and what's good in, in our own life, but but how can we make the better world uh, uh, around us, even if it's one person. Or one being, you know, a, a, a pet or an animal, um, mm-hmm. making the world a better place. I mean, so, so I think that those are some thoughts that I have about life purpose. I love it. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk with Brent about some of the really cool quotes he has in the book. And actually, one of them I got to uh, hear Dr. Peter Drucker say personally because I went to school down there. And it is this one. The best way to predict the future, this is what Peter Drucker, Dr. Peter Drucker says, the best way to predict the future is to create it. And I can remember sitting there and three hours, the man never moved, never got off the chair, talked for three hours, and he was full of wisdom about life and about the choices we have. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with the show. In the dark, in the pale moonlight, draw my hair up real big. Disease, one of the most dreaded words in our vocabulary. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know traditionally we have viewed disease as a degenerative process? Disease is better understood when we view it as disease in the human body. Disease means without ease. Health is not merely the absence of disease. 
It's when every part of the body works together effortlessly, relaxed and at ease. It's that relaxed state that lets energy flow in waves through and around the entire body. Every organ has an electrical charge, and when overcharged or undercharged, dis-ease occurs. And it is an effort to go through our day. We are able to determine the exact disease of the body and design a specific solution to correct the nutritional imbalance. Contact us at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at maryjanemack.com. In retirement, will you outlive your money? It's a common question for people approaching retirement, but it doesn't need to weigh on you. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Jeff Packman about the new Confident Retirement Approach. You and Jeff can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. Call Jeff Packman, Financial Advisor, today at 425-453-0272. Office is located at 601-108th Avenue Northeast, Suite 1800, Bellevue, Washington, 98004. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., member of FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Leslie Fontaine with Share Alchemy on Transformation Talk Radio. And here's your tip of the day. When we choose to release the baggage that's in the way of manifesting our destiny, it doesn't mean that we have to abandon everyone. And if you think that, then you are being held by an energy that can feel extremely negative. If I ask you where you're feeling it, common places being the solar plexus or your heart space, you will notice that the joy is gone. You are withdrawing energetically, pulling back. When we came into this world, it wasn't to be miserable and to tolerate and to live according to the needs and desires of others. So choose now. What are you wanting in your life? Are you hiding behind others and their needs so you don't have to step onto your own life path? Guilt is learned. Let's undo it and get our joy back. Let's switch up the language. Join me on Sheer Alchemy on Transformation Talk Radio or visit lesliefontaine.com. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pacho's Talk Radio to Thrive By. Shout out to our friends across the prairie, WBLQ. And, of course, our flagship station in Seattle, KKNW. And, of course, every other place that this is being picked up on, Transformation Talk Radio, CRN, and uh, Spreaker, iHeart. I don't even know. But thanks to all of you for tuning in, turning us on. Uh, Brent, you know, again, um, I, I ended the segment with talking about the future and a quote from Peter Drucker. Now, you've created an opportunity to kind of help move the, things along. Tell us about that. Sure. And by the way, I just, I really love that quote because especially now we, there's so many conversations about 
oh, well, what do you think is going to happen in the future? Mm-hmm. How do you think this is all going to work out? You know, how, how's, what's going to happen? I don't think that's the right question. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, the question is, how, how do we want things to turn out? Right. And then use the power of our mind and let's come together to actually make it happen. So, yeah, the best way to predict the future is to create it. So um, w- one of the most important concepts that I have here in the Rainbow Bridge is uh, when it comes to the concept of, of world peace and, and why the world is in the state that it's in today is the concept of an operating system. The, the world today is a completely interconnected, interdependent place. And yet we do not have a smoothly functioning global operating system. Now, what's, a glo- what's an operating system? In, in a computer, every computer has an operating system, whether it's a PC running Windows or a Macintosh or a Unix machine um, or a mainframe. Each machine, uh, every computer has a global operating system, and the purpose of the operating system is to ensure the equitable distribution of resources in that computer. And if you didn't have an operating system, then any one program could, whatever the first program was that wanted to use up all the memory, could immediately start sucking up all the memory, all the CPU power, all the hard drive capacity, all of the peripherals, etc. So the, the, the operating system makes sure that all of the different programs have a fair share of the CPU power and, and, and all of the other things that are on the computer. So when we recognize that the world that we're living in does not have a smoothly functioning global operating system, then all of the problems that we have today uh, are actually, they totally make sense. Of course we're going to have poverty and war and crime um, because we don't have a smoothly functioning global operating system. And because we don't, then any kind of program, if you will, can come along and start sucking up all the resources, whether it's oil or water or minerals or whatever it happens to be. So this, this notion that the world that we live in needs a smoothly functioning global operating system, I think, is the primary um, uh, concept uh, for mm-hmm. people, for, for all of us, to, to, to really focus on and recognize the need for. So the, um, what, what can bring us towards creating this smoothly functioning global operating system is a 14-point roadmap to world peace, which I talk about in the Rainbow Bridge. And um, it's literally 14 different steps that we can take that um, can bring us towards a better world, and one that is operating in a much more uh, smooth fashion, one that's more harmonious and peaceful. And... um, so would you like me to, to talk a little bit about the 14-point roadmap? Absolutely. Okay, great. So first of all, I have to, this, this whole section, um, a- anytime we talk about peace, world peace, anytime we talk about world peace, the very first thing we have to do is anybody that's interested in world peace, the first thing is to focus on ourselves uh, and our own inner peace. That really is always the first step because the world that we live in is a, a collective manifestation of, of our of our individual and collective mind. And so I believe it's every one of us, it's our responsibility and duty, if you will, to kind of focus on our own mind, uh, think about why we do the things that we do, uh, kind of do whatever we can to achieve this sense of some kind of semblance of inner peace and and harmony and tranquility within ourselves. That's really, really important. So um, the, the first point in the Roadmap to World Peace is 
uh, creating a team of people to come together that are guided by this roadmap, this 14-point roadmap, to come together uh, and using this, this, this roadmap as a framework for discussion and collective action. I do not have all of the answers for how to create world peace, but what I do have is a roadmap, and I'm very confident that we follow this, as we follow this roadmap, we will move in the direction that we all want to. So creating this world-class team of, of Nobel laureates and global thinking luminaries and philanthropists and business people and universities and even regular everyday uh, people is, is, is really the first step. And um, I, I'm not going to be able to talk about all of these in great detail, so I'll just briefly touch on them. So that was point number one. The second point in the roadmap is to modernize and restructure the United Nations. The UN is probably the best attempt at creating a smoothly functioning global operating system that the world has ever seen. Uh, that the UN, there's a lot of misunderstandings about the UN. Uh, there's tremendous value that's been created from the UN by the UN. We wouldn't be able to do international travel if it wasn't because of the UN and its various agencies. We wouldn't be able to send mail overseas. We wouldn't be able to um, uh, use radio or television because the agencies within the UN help allocate those and make sure that things run smoothly. So the UN, however, is certainly not perfect. It needs to be upgraded and modernized and restructured. And there are a number of steps here, but the most important one has to do with the Security Council. The Security Council right now is the main decision-making body at the UN. And the General Assembly, which is all of the nations in, in the world, is not the main decision-making body. That needs to be reversed. The Security Council needs to be subordinated to the General Assembly. Now, this is a really important point that was brought out and talked about by Albert Einstein shortly after the UN was formed. And yet, even today, the structure of the UN is the same, pretty much the same structure as it was immediately after World War II. That's, that's you know, if you think about it from a computer perspective, not modernizing and restructuring and upgrading for that long period of time, you know, you can see why there's really a lot of problems. So there's some other points that I make in terms of restructuring the UN as well. Right, right, right. Wow. I mean, this is really what you're creating is a call to action. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Um, because that's, that's really what's needed is collective action, coming together in the spirit of peace and harmony and sanity. And in the spirit of, of, of creating order out of chaos, you know, for the benefit of everyone in the world. That's really what this is all about. We, I believe, you know, in terms of this, this threshold of pain, we have been living, society in general, humanity, has been at this incredible amount of pain and suffering for so long. It's time to change. And fortunately, we, we have the tools at our disposal to be able to make this change. We just need to know what do we need to do because it's not just going to happen by everybody smiling and, and nodding about things. No, there's very specific mm. steps that we need to take. And that's what wow. the 14-point roadmap is all about. Wow. Thank you so much. What an honor. How can people find out more? Uh, well, they can go to therainbowbridge.org or they can go to Amazon or, or Barnes & Noble or your favorite bookstore to pick up a copy of The Rainbow Bridge. Oh, my gosh. Brent, thank you so much. One last question. One last question. What's yeah. your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? 
Well, I'd like to leave us with uh, leave everyone this, this thought that every single one of us can make a difference, and it, it, it's going to require every one of us. Um, it, it should we decide collectively to create a better world, because it all begins, as I said before, with inner peace. It all begins with us in our own heart and mind. And so, to the extent that we can think, why am I here? Um, who am I? Do I like the direction that my own individual life is taking? Do I like where the world is going? And to really sit and, and, and feel into those questions. And then uh, if one feels called to help create a better world, then to you know, follow some of the items in, in the roadmap. Everybody's going to have a, something different that they're interested in in these 14 points. Um, and and it, through that, those actions, we can literally create this bridge to a better world. Called the Oprah of Radio by her listeners, award-winning host Dr. Pat Basile is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh, new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit thedrpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. Welcome to Smile Big, nominee of Seattle's Top Dentist Awards. Here at Smile Big, we offer restorative, cosmetic, and preventative dentistry. Some of our regular dental services include tooth-colored fillings, crowns, bridges, implants, bleaching, cosmetic bonding, and complete smile restoration. Dr. James Rosenwald and Dr. Susan Aptoner won't be smiling until you are smiling. Call now to schedule a visit with Seattle's Top Dentists. Our number is 425-454-4040. You can even visit our website at smilebig.com. Disease, one of the most dreaded words in our vocabulary. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know traditionally we have viewed disease as a degenerative process? Disease is better understood when we view it as disease in the human body. Disease means without ease. Health is not merely the absence of disease. It's when every part of the body works together effortlessly, relaxed and at ease. It's that relaxed state that lets energy flow in waves through and around the entire body. Every organ has an electrical charge, and when overcharged or undercharged, dis-ease occurs. And it is an effort to go through our day. We are able to determine the exact dis-ease of the body and design a specific solution to correct the nutritional imbalance. Contact us at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at maryjanemack.com. In retirement, will you outlive your money? It's a common question for people approaching retirement, but it doesn't need to weigh on you. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Jeff Packman about the new Confident Retirement Approach. You and Jeff can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. Call Jeff Packman, Financial Advisor, today at 425-453-0272. Office is located at 601-108th Avenue Northeast, Suite 1800, Bellevue, Washington, 98004. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., member of FINRA and SIPC. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio, the best in talk radio.